0: Welcome to experiencing healthcare. My name is Jamie. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year! How are you doing, Matt? I'm good, Jamie. How are you? I'm good. We're we're in, f- in full swing, full Christmas um, setting, and uh, it's we're on the move.
1: Yeah. Uh, I believe tomorrow starts Hanukkah. <laughs> um, it, you know, yeah. just the holidays. Yeah. The, the holiday season. Here we are. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. It's it's crazy. And uh, yeah, we're. Um, we're in neck deep here into a rebrand and with your health it's just exciting exciting times 2024 is just around the corner it's it's just hard to believe where we are right now in 2023
1: it, it really is I feel like last week was our provider conference and and that was in October <laughs> um you know next week will be Easter yep you know it it's a it's a lot going on right now and uh, it seems to be moving at, at Lightning speed, and um, you know, just just really proud to
0: to be a part of this team. That's this pushing it forward. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Um, it's it's exciting with, with everything that's going on. And yeah, yesterday was exciting too. Um, yesterday we had our uh, monthly partners meeting, and it was at a different location, which was actually really special. I didn't, really didn't know what to expect, but I remember yesterday. Um, pulling up and i'm pulling up to our location and it is at uh you know a giant stadium uh probably the i don't know if it's the it's probably is the biggest stadium in in south carolina i don't know about clemson so and i, and I know you don't care about clemson
1: it's my it's it's my podcast so i'm gonna say it's the biggest <laughs> and the best stadium in south
0: carolina <laughs> so we were at bryce hopkins stadium if i'm getting no, that we correct. We were
1: at Williams-Bryce Stadium.
0: Williams-Bryce Stadium. Okay. This yeah. is this is, you know,
1: home of the Fighting Gamecocks. Yes.
0: There you go. I'm not a, a yeah, I'm not a Carolina fan. So, but I was really excited to be there. It was really neat. It was we were in the Founders Zone uh for our meeting and we had uh, just an incredible day. It was it was amazing and and I don't want to give it all away, but it was overlooking the entire field. Uh, the football stadium there it was just really a neat experience and and just going up there and being in that uh founder zone was really special
1: it it, it was jamie Cert- certainly for me as a, as an alumni um a lot of good memories in that stadium um and to all of our our gamecock fans that attended i know it was big deal for them um but for our our clemson fans we even had some some um UGA fans University of Georgia fans there um, and and really yesterday as as much as the venue as much as I wanted it to be about college football and and our loyalty to that it really wasn't you know it it, it was really about being in a, in a different space being in mm-hmm. a cool space um, that that there was a, a lot of messages that that happened yesterday and I think um, you, you know will, will um, worked with with the university and with the athletic department. He and Greg Middleton to to make that happen yesterday. Um, so I think people will remember the the location and remember being there, but they'll also associate the content that we talked mm. about. Um, had had some good speakers. You know, Ray Tanner, the athletic director, came to speak. Dr. Laura Cooley, who is is leading our our consultant team. For our patient experience initiative, um, Will was able to to give some recognition. I was able to kind of paint paint a a future of your health picture for 2024. Scott spoke to us and really mm-hmm. gave us some some uh, some of his insight and inspiration and vision. Um, just overall, a, a a really really powerful day for for us as an organization.
0: Yeah, it really really was. Um, I know there was definitely just a, it was a different energy. There's something about being in a different location, you know, just moving locations. And and typically, you know, we're, we're at Dr. Circle at that location and it's phenomenal what, you know, what a blessing that building and facility is for, for us to be in. But man, there's just something special about being someplace different that gives you a different perspective. It takes you out of um, your normal, you know, everyday thing, you know, or every month thing for this. And it just creates a different atmosphere and there's something about atmosphere, I believe. So that was, that was kind of
1: the, the thought I I was, I was thinking too, Jamie, as you were talking, just, um, it was, it, it broke away a comfort zone. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think now Dr. Circle, we have a a big lecture hall that when we first, you know, moved into this building, we thought, gosh, you know, this, this lecture hall is enormous, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll, this, this is, this is, is all we'll ever need. and, and, you know, month after month now at Partners, we're we're having to add supplement rooms to mm-hmm. this because we've we've filled it up. So, um, so to go a little bit out of out of our comfort zone of of location, um, you know, I, I think was was kind of cool. Appreciate everybody's flexibility with that because we had to park a little bit of ways away and then um, walk a little bit of ways to to go up a couple of stories to the Founder Zone. Um, but but overall, you know, I didn't hear anybody walk away going, "Well, that was a waste of my time." Um, you know, I, I think it, I think it was
0: really worth it. If they did, I, you know, I'm a kind guy, but I would've, I would've been very disappointed. Because <laughs> because if you left yesterday, and we talked about this yesterday, if you left yesterday and you weren't inspired, you weren't energized, you weren't excited about where we're going, then. Man, we need we need to get the paddles out and revive you, because um, nothing will. <laughs> but yeah,
1: yeah, you know, um, we we really kind of committed a couple of months ago with some feedback that we had heard about partners to to really making it it what it what we've heard it needs to be, and and Will Sillinger, Chief Operations Officer, really really took that um, personally um, mm. and and has really wanted to make sure that that that's a that's a valuable time. Um, and, and I think we've I think we've we've been able to accomplish that and, and he made the comment yesterday and several others that it felt like you know the the partners meetings of old where mm-hmm. you know we kind of joked about it being our little Amway meeting um, and I know living in Conway and coming to partners you know a number of years ago when I was an administrator or a regional president um, that was my time to get my cup filled mm-hmm. from, from the company you know being kind of out in in the Grand Strand we we supported each other so you know I I know what it feels like to be you know in the region in your own um in your own world um and then to be able to come and and kind of get your cup filled um I I think we were able to accomplish that Mm -hmm. yesterday and so for our listeners that weren't able to attend and are going well gosh I really feel like I missed out um I I think Jamie that's that's kind of what we're gonna what we're going to lean into a little bit on the on now we kind of hit some of the highlights, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and and, and just kind of reiterating what you're saying there. I remember, you know, when I first you know started working uh, for the company about seven years ago, and I I'll never forget you know those meetings. Um, we're at 1626 Main Street at that point, and and man, it just had this energy that you, and your cup was filled. You're like, wow, I'm really excited about what we're doing. And it definitely had that feel, and not that the other ones were are, are bad; They're, they weren't. But this had that feel, and but with a little more modernized um, look and and spirit, and and it was just it was phenomenal. So let's let's jump into it, Matt, and let's let's start off with the opening, which you had the privilege of doing, and and it was really. Really good. You opened up with an incredible Power BI joke, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but um, let's talk in, let's get into uh, your um, your talk and and kind of what you shared yesterday.
1: So you know, I was I was asked um, yesterday to kind of kind of do a, a not necessarily an overview. You know, we talked about state of the union and, and maybe really reserved a state of the union for for January as as we have made plans, but, but so really yesterday was about looking into, to the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as a, as a, a, a good Methodist raised, um, Southerner I, and, and Scott starting this organization with, with a basis of faith, I, I felt it, I felt it appropriate just to, to offer a, a sermonette, um, just some, some words that, you know, in December, I just like to read the Christmas story. If yeah. if that's the only time you get to hear it, then um, you know, then then I was the person that, that God called to to deliver it. So um, so so you know, I read the the passage from Luke chapter two, um, one through fourteen. I think is where I stopped. And you know, it starts out with with Caesar Augustus issuing a decree. a census had to be taken and that's why mary and joseph went to bethlehem and you know that's where jesus was born and and went through the scripture and and all of that was to make the point that had the census not needed to be taken where would this story have have gone right sure but the story started with with the census um so my my joke was that that augustus caesar augustus did not have power bi to tell him the <laughs> census and and then kind of just went on to to talk about you know what the census does and that it was important but but the census wasn't the story. The story was was the birth of Jesus Christ. and that that was where I wanted to to open mm-hmm. one from a, from a a um, it, you know as as we gathered together, I wanted to make sure that that we were faith focused. Uh, for me as a Christian, I, I wanted to to be able to express my faith with that. Um, so I appreciate everybody everybody letting that letting me do that and letting that happen. But I, I was setting the the stage for the for the story. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie, you and I have have been talking about um, story and story branding um, from you know Donald Mills' story branding. Mm-hmm idea and and really the idea of making our patients the hero of their own story yep and every story has that hero villain guide component so really i was i was I was preparing us to to be guides yeah and as i've I've tried to be focused on patients and patient centered care in in my messaging this year I really wanted to make yesterday about and and my message about about our team. Mm -hmm. So I posed three questions to them um, that, that, so let me flash forward to the end questions that I wasn't answering. Mm. And I invited everybody to write the questions down because I wanted them to answer these questions for themselves. Yeah. And those three questions, excuse me, those three questions were what is the only real difference between SC house calls and your health how will social determinants of health make a dramatic impact on the lives of our patients? And what are the efforts that that we can deploy to radically decrease hospitalizations? And for all three of those, I, I shared some stories about some some good patient interactions that we've had, some some not necessarily the outcomes that we wanted to have, um, but really the fact that um, we have the ability as as your health employees to answer these questions from where we sit on the team and and these are questions that um, we've been grappling with that that each individual has to answer for themselves mm-hmm. so that, that they can grow into the person that they're designed to be and then kind of close with with that example of you know really there being two types of people people that go after what they want and people that see the thing that prevents them from getting what they want, mm. and they settle. Yeah. And I don't I don't want us to settle. I don't want our patients to have to settle. I don't want us to say, you know what, this is good enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If it's not good enough, if you feel like, hey, there's something we could have done differently, if you know, there's that, there's the, the opportunity to, to make it better. I want us to lean into that and take that.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think Matt, I think this is a, this is definitely a value for you. I think it's deeper than just a principle. Even I think it's more of a value for you. Cause, cause I've noticed um, over our time working together, I think sometimes not, not always not, not a ton, but we'll go past a deadline to get something right. And I think that's, that's really important. I think, you know, we, we have this ready, ready set, fire, you know, ready, aim, fire. You know, ready, menti- fire, aim. Ready, fire, aim. Yeah, uh, mentality. But sometimes we will push task past a deadline to say, no, we need to get this right. Let's take a little extra time. Let's push the deadline back a little bit because deadlines can be moved, you know, uh, sometimes. And, and I think that's kind of a value that you have.
1: And I, I think that's that's really part of ready fire aim is is knowing that um, you know being humble enough to say I don't know what I don't know mm-hmm. so so let's get out there and take action and instead of trying to plan for every scenario mm-hmm. um, you know we have the tendency sometimes to make everything urgent and everything a priority yeah and if everything's urgent and everything's a priority then by definition nothing's urgent and nothing's a priority. Mm-hmm that's that's just how it you're you're working right Mm -hmm. so so if we go ahead and take action we we see what needs to be a priority what's important and what's urgent then that should help guide where where our where our next steps need to make even if that means dropping back and going hey you know what this wasn't this wasn't as important as we thought it was, this this wasn't really an issue that we need to we need to grapple with. Mm. You know, uh, James Clear is is the author of of Atomic Habits. Says there's there's nothing worse than being really good at an unimportant task. Mm. Wow. And and sometimes I see that with our teams that, you know, that they're they we're we're busy doing. And and how does that really help our patient or help our organization move forward? Yeah. Um, so that that's something that you know I'm I'm really committed to is making sure that that we do have our priorities in order and that we're we're moving toward them at lightning speed sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something else you touched on yesterday that I thought was just a, a great reminder. And you didn't you didn't harp on this for a long time. It was very quick, but. You know, you made the Power BI joke, and we are very data-driven. Data is really important to making decisions, making correct decisions, giving giving really a um, insight into the future to make decisions, and and it's really powerful. But that really was not the heart of yesterday at all. Not for Scott, not for Dr. Cooley, um, our guest speaker. It it really, really was about people. It was about the patient. It was about our coworkers it really got to the heart of things that are really the big value even though those numbers are important you know and i think you you touched on that yesterday
1: we we did and you know i think i think data is part of our culture it it has become a a certainly a topic um and and i don't i don't want to trivialize it or, or make it seem unimportant cuz cuz it very much is i mean even you know joseph left um, Galilee to go to Bethlehem because if you don't go and register every five years in the census, then they, they take all your stuff and they, they enslave you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so, you know, even 2000 years ago, numbers are important. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're important today because, you know, I, I, this is probably a terrible example, but you know, if you're, if you're a marksman, if you're a competitive shooter and you fire a a weapon bow and arrow gun whatever it may be and and you don't know if you've hit the target you don't know if you've hit the target Mm -hmm. so so i do think that that numbers are important and 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 sometimes they're attractive and sometimes they're easy um but they're not the whole story right you know they're they're a piece of the story they tell part of the story. And I think we have to have to recognize that. Yeah. Um. And 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 we did. All of us talked about numbers at some point, but mm-hmm. you know that that wasn't the driver of the conversation yesterday.
0: Right. No, it wasn't. It, it was really heartfelt. It really had a just. Yeah. You felt good. You felt proud. I think. I know that that was for me something I felt yesterday. I felt proud to be a part of this. To to play us just a small role is is there's a lot of pride there, to yeah be a part of this because none of this could be done by one person it takes a giant team of people working together it's so much bigger than one person and i just it 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 feels good to be a part of an organization like that for sure
1: absolutely yeah absolutely
0: so the next part we we got to hear from dr laura cooley and uh, she's she's a consultant that we've been working with on patient experience and, you know, talking to one of my other co-workers, uh, Rebecca Dillard, yesterday after after everything, um, um, Rebecca, she made the statement and she said this to other people that Dr. Cooley has changed her life and she really is uh, means that. And you can see a difference in Rebecca. Um, she is passionate about this and it is changing the culture at your health and it's really shaping the future of what we're becoming when it comes to patient experience,
1: uh, you know, l- let's let's pause there, Jamie, before we talk about Dr. Cooley and, and talk about Rebecca Dillard for, for just a second, because, you know, I'm a person that you know I'll, I'll tell you when I'm wrong, and I thought we had had chosen the wrong person mm. to lead the patient experience in Rebecca Dillard, and I and I've shared that with her, and um, you know, I, I'm absolutely wrong about that. The the having Rebecca be the person that. You know, we we talk about Rebecca being a, a ultimate C on the mm-hmm. disc personality type, and
0: very much so. Um,
1: she's you know self proclaimed, you know hard nose and not a softy. And I don't know that she e- even yesterday said she was a softy. She's she's not a softy. She just found something that she's very passionate about. Um, and to see Rebecca's passion has had and and just a real infection on out in a good way on our organization and certainly on me. Um, you know, it, it's, it's something I think that we all can get behind, mm-hmm. you know, not, not a, one of us got into healthcare knowing that we weren't going to be taking care of people at some point, whether sure. directly or indirectly. So to think about enhancing a patient's experience, I think some is something that all resonates, you know, whether you're, uh, power bi analyst or whether you're a patient advocate or mm-hmm. a doctor yeah e- you know it's something that, that we can all get behind and and rebecca in her organization and um and priority mindedness along with her enormously large heart you know has has um has, has really kicked this off and, and made it successful. And, and to, uh, you know, I want to give, I want to give, uh, Laura Cooley, her, 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 and her team, uh, credit as well, because, um, sometimes we're a difficult group <laughs> and, um, and, and they've, they've come in full force. Uh, Dr. Cooley is a, uh, is a, is a uh, PhD. She has a, a PhD in communications, She's editor in chief of a of a patient experience journal. She's an author. She's a professional speaker, um, and she's just a really cool person. And uh, it it was great to have her with us in person um, yeah. yesterday at yeah. the Founders Club. Absolutely,
0: yeah, and and yeah, it was it was really a special time and and very interactive. Um, that's what I love uh, about Dr. Cooley. She doesn't just come and speak, which is fine, which is great. And I, I love those type of speakers, but she really made it interactive. She made people think she made people talk and discuss um, kind of patient experience, what it meant to them, what it meant to their loved ones. And it was just a very, very um, good time. And I think it just furthered um, the you know, the heart and, and something I think that was really special that she did to Matt is, is she, she brought the patient experience team with, you know, um, people like Sean Cox and, and Carlos Hayward and, and some other, other, um, you know, parts of that team that are really passionate about this and really driving this along with Rebecca. And, and then she brought our senior leadership, you know, up and everybody had to give a word that, it, what what it, patient experience meant to them and what was important to them and there were such good words up there that I just thought were just powerful examples of what patient experience is
1: you know to see Rebecca Dillard and Carlos Hayward and Sean Cox and Kim Metz and Jennifer Kissler, who were your experience team um You know, to see their words as they described what, you know, you can only have one word. Um, And God bless Jennifer Kissler; she did only have one word. She had a lot of (laughs) words to say about her one word, but she did have one word. Um, I believe her word was connection. Yeah. Um, And they all had very powerful words and and even more powerful, um, heartfelt, authentic Mm -hmm. reasons why that was their word. And, and and then the senior leaders had to follow that. Yeah. I, and I got to tell you, like, you know, I, there are a few times in my life when I've ever been intimidated, and mm. and it was a little bit intimidating following them <laughs> because they had some strong, strong convictions. Yeah. Um. So so I'm extremely proud of of that team. Um. And and you know, to go back to to Dr. Cooley, you know, she has a a real way of of getting people comfortable being outside of their comfort zone Mm -hmm. (laughs) which 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 is a a true gift because there there was a lot of interaction um you know she asked people to move tables um and and sit with different people and came to me as the ceo and said i needed to be at a different table and and i complied Mm -hmm. um you know I, i i sat with a with a great table of of folks that um you know I probably wouldn't have sat with them had I not um, had I not been been asked to move. Uh, but definitely got a lot from that. Yeah. Just just from from our group discussions. Um, so you you know, all of that was to lead into where we're going in 2024 with the patient experience initiative. We'll have some some training. Um, Instead of having partners in January, because typically we don't have partners in January, we'll have some um, specific patient experience training for Mm -hmm. folks um, over a three-day span. Um, And and Laura was was giving us kind of a preview of that, Mm -hmm. Um, and and really her story too was was very heartfelt about about her dad's journey with with having a a mass on his neck. And what what they did as a family to to make sure he had a good journey with that, and how they how they had different care team members. Um, it wasn't a wasn't a your health patient or a SC House called patient, um, but but to be able to tell that story was um, for her it certainly was emotional. Um but but powerful and and what an incredible legacy for 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 her dad that she's able to use that mm-hmm. that was what I took from it
0: yeah 100 percent yeah and the the other final point I'll say talk about Dr. Cooley's um, uh, time was it was it's focused on patients obviously it's about patient experience but she talked a lot about you know our experience as healthcare employees and and working together and how our experience matters too. And I think that's, that's been a really good part of what she's, she's doing as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And, and has, has been certainly a, um, uh, a helpful ear to, to me as Mm -hmm. the, as the, the person that serves as the CEO Um, you know, oftentimes I, I get to be the leader of leaders. So you know, for for her to to spend some time with me, certainly I appreciate to um to to make myself the best leader I can be for for you all, um you know al- always wanting to improve, and yeah. hone my skill. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: Yeah, it was it was really it was it was a special time yesterday with Dr. Cooley, and uh, it's exciting what's coming up um, next year, and 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 how that's going to continue to grow and change and make a huge impact on our employees and our patients. So, Matt, so so as we as yeah. we
1: as we are kind of. Um, we're affectionately referring to that as your experience so as you see things that are that are out there they're, they're going to be branded as as your experience and that's what we're really talking about is the is the patient experience
0: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so i know the next part was very special for you matt because you know you you're an alumni of usc and not only an alumni you're an athlete of USC and, and you spent, spent some time in the athletic department and we had the athletic director, uh, there yesterday. And, and I think that was, that was really neat to hear from him.
1: You know, um, (laughs) the first time I met Ray Tanner, um, he was the baseball coach at, uh, at USC and I was a track athlete. Mm -hmm. And the first time that we met was in the men's locker room, at Williams Bryce Stadium. Um, and as an NCAA athlete, all athletes at some point in time are subject to, to random drug testing. My number got called. So mm-hmm. it was spring of 2000 probably, and Coach Tanner was in there as you know the just a supportive figure and um, so so my story about Ray Tanner is the first time that, that we met, um, I had to, uh, I had to submit a drug test which the rules of the drug test are you have to disrobe from the waist down Mm -hmm. while you're you're giving your sample and there has to be a a professional there, not necessarily watching but but you know so that you can't doctor a sample or anything sure so i i can say that the first time i met ray Ray tanner is he has he has seen me disrobed from the waist down (laughs)
0: wow that you're you're painting a picture matt all right yeah <laughs> uh, I,
1: I felt like i did that really well without without showing my ass yeah it's um pun intended <laughs> so you know uh coach tanner um you know great record as a baseball coach you know receives a lot of heat as an athletic director from a from a um alumni you know fans whatever mm-hmm. as as most do but he said some really really powerful things that um that as a leader i i took to heart mm-hmm. um he started with he had been to a cardiologist appointment I- in the morning and he had had an echocardiogram because he's had some some cardiac issues and um talked about losing his his cardiologist recently dr isbel who was a long-standing um Cardiologist here in the, in the Midlands who's recently passed away, and and certainly his his pre- the loss of his presence is is felt. Um, but but Ray Tanner talked about his relationship there and how special it was, and then talked about having a conversation with the with the tech that was doing his echocardiogram. And and I told him afterwards, I said, you know, as a healthcare employee, thank you for seeing us. Thank you for you know your commitment as a patient. Um, to to having good health care, but knowing that that as healthcare care employees we all have jobs and we're humans too and and he he really made it seem like he he, he saw healthcare care employees in his visit this morning and, and there was a lot of respect there and uh, and I, I just appreciate him saying that because everything else he said after that was very authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there was there was nothing about, uh, this man that, that wasn't real, um, I think he, he spoke from the heart. He spoke um, directly to us, and, and, and I think that's how he tackles his job. Um, you know, to even talk about as a coach you know, what it's like to recruit 20 years ago versus what it's like to recruit now. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, you know, in, in 20 years ago, whatever the coach said was what the coach said. And and there wasn't any question about it. There wasn't any, you know, conversation. That's what you did. And, and that, that era of, of student and person has changed into that. That does have to be more of a conversation. And, um, and, and I appreciate his, his openness about that mm-hmm. and, and his adaptability. He also said that the, the athletic department University of South Carolina is, is one of the only financially solvent departments, uh, athletic departments in the country. They don't mm-hmm. receive any funding from the university, which then is, is state dollars, and they're able to, to, um, to fulfill their budget. Um, just with revenue that's generated from the athletic department. And that's that's an incredible undertaking to be one of 22 universities in the country that are able to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly my hat's off to him. And then for him to be able to spend some time with us, um, you know, I, I appreciate it. And, and took questions, mm-hmm. which, you know, as an athletic director, sometimes you never know what you're going to get from those questions, <laughs> and, and they can be brutal. So... Um, they weren't quite brutal. And, and as he was leaving, I I thanked him and, uh, he patted me on, on the shoulder and said, all right, I got to get to work. Mm. Um, so, you know, that, that was a, that was a a powerful statement for me too, that like, Hey, I'm, I'm a figurehead. I'm the athletic director, but I got to work too. Mm -hmm. You know, these, these, uh, these team members that I have as athletic director, um, you know, uh, they're, they're working hard during December. I, I, I got to help them too. So, yeah. um, so I appreciated that. And, and I think everybody in that room felt like this is, this is a guy that I'd follow into battle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and certainly that was, that was one of my takeaways too, is that, um, he, he certainly has my support.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He really made, um, made the point that it's really all about people. It's the people you work with, the people you serve, the people um, uh, at the end of the day told a story at the beginning about how focused he was as a coach when he first started, you know, coaching and and how just very narrow, narrow focused he was. You know, it was just about winning. And and I, I love the story about his spouse, how when he, you know was starting trying to court her and she just turned him down because you know she she told him she's like i i don't i don't want to be with you i don't you know and it took him two years to kind of get her attention again and 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 she she's helped him become a much more uh, have a wider focus and really focus on people and you can tell he's learned that over the years and he's just a He's incredible with people. You can tell, and he's obviously very successful and doing an incredible job. Because that is not an easy job if you're not you follow, an easy job. Yeah, if you follow any a very NCAA, job. <laughs> yeah, if you follow any NCAA um, uh, sports, you know that the AD position is very very difficult and takes a special person. So it was really need to have him there and hear from him yesterday and our final two speakers were you know was our founder and 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 chief visionary officer scott middleton and uh he he always he always brings the passion always brings um he, you know he he called me uh, uh i think it was the day before yesterday and i i said hello and and his first question was are you excited and I said, absolutely. I'm, I'm always excited. <laughs> and, and I love that about him. And, and, and cause he, you know, Scott is, that's he's, such a Scott
1: Middleton. It is that's it, such a Scott Middleton thing. <laughs> that was
0: the first words he said to me on the phone. He said, are you, are you excited? Absolutely. I'm excited, Scott. And, you know, and, um, and, and he was excited yesterday and you can tell and always see his passion when he speaks.
1: It, it, it was and and, um, you know he. Uh, a lot of times during partners meetings, you know Scott will will interject and um, and I think he, yesterday he took the opportunity to just just really be in that moment, mm-hmm. um, which it may not be hard for him, um, but but when he does it, it's intentional, mm-hmm. and um, was was able to stand up and and give us a a vision and, and paint a picture and, and talk about you know in December of twenty. 20- 2024 next year, how many visits we'll have and how many providers we'll have. And, um, I, I had all of that on one of the note cards and I, and I left it at home, but, um, I'll, I'll certainly recirculate those, um, visionary goals that, that he set that are, um, lofty and, um, you know, they're big. Yeah. And and a little bit intimidating, and, and that's where he pushes us, and and mm-hmm. and we'll recognized him for that. Um, just that, you know, the the swashbuckling entrepreneur <laughs> that he is, uh, you know, really pushes us to a to a, a better place. And, and in the moment, it sometimes feels frustrating, and and then you you look back on where you were, where you started, and and the effort that you that was put into it, and and go, okay. This is where we came from, mm-hmm. and and now now here here's where we are, and um, you know I, I I've I've don't know too many people, I don't know anybody like Scott Middleton actually, no. but uh, you know the people that have the ability to affect change like that just just really have a special place for me.
0: Yeah, and and right now we're especially experiencing this right now. I remember a meeting a few uh, maybe a couple months ago, and um. Scott came in, disrupted the meeting and and began to talk about the, our rebrand and what he's foreseeing. And I remember him leaving that meeting and thinking, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? This is I'm I'm a little bit scared. You know, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. It's a little
1: overwhelming in the moment. Yep. It's
0: overwhelming. <laughs> and now we're in the middle of this. And I'm like, I already can't think I'm already thinking, wow, we we've, we've done a lot of this stuff. We've we've made it through. And it, had he not pushed, had he not. Um, casted that vision that was a little bit terrifying. I, we wouldn't be where we are right now in this, in the middle of the rebrand. I, and we've still got a long way to go. There's a lot to do, don't get me wrong. Um, but we wouldn't be where we are right today. We, we probably would still be saying, hey... Um, you know, you know, as we rebrand in the new year, you know, we would have been talking about it if we were at a normal organization, but we're in the middle of it right now. And, and that's, that's due to his leadership and sometimes crazy leadership, you know? Um, but man, uh, powerful leadership and, and it's really, um, to hear him speak yesterday and, and it's cause, cause here's the deal. Here's what's happened, Matt. You've seen people stretched, people are doing things that they've never done before Um, and they're going to, they're going to look back in 2024 and say, wow, I, I, I was a part of that. I helped do that. And, and I think that's what's special about that kind of leadership that is, is really neat and incredible to be a part of.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So, and then lastly, we got to hear from, um, our, our, COO, Will Stillinger and and Will got the privilege of passing out some awards, and I just thought that was a special moment. I I know some of our recipients, uh, there were some in tears that were just completely shocked um, to to be rewarded for their hard work, and, and it was really a, a special moment. I think yesterday,
1: you know, and and I, I, it was definitely special for Will. I know he he put a lot of um, a, a lot of effort into that you know talking to a number of people about you know different team members not just people that that will interacts with but you know people that that he might not see and and wanted to make sure that that those people were recognized and um you know there was there was very much um this feeling of you know, we don't we don't do the best at, at recognition a lot of times when when we do have people that achieve and do a good job. You know, we just kind of move on to the next thing because we have such high expectation. But um, really, Will really wanted to pause to to um, to take that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and did an excellent job of, of making the point too that you know there are good things that that all of us do, and he wanted to recognize everybody. Um, and and all the more reason for you know each individual to say, hey, I want my name called next time, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 really being the master of of your destiny and, and your future to be able to uh, to do that. But um, I think it was special for him to to recognize some individuals and then recognize some accomplishments from the region, um, you know, from a from a number standpoint, from a engagement standpoint from an effort initiative standpoint um you know was was just it it was very heartfelt again and and very inspiring Mm -hmm. um that that you know we've got some people that are that are really working hard and working diligently for the organization for um their patients and you know a, a. Opened by by talking about provider burnout and how real provider burnout is and and, mm-hmm. and it's a problem um, and it's not exclusive to providers that yeah. the, there's certainly a healthcare employee burnout burden um, that you know that we can see and and we appreciate how how people push themselves to to make sure that patients get the best care to make sure that they are are. You know, doing the job that they want to be, and they're able to look in the mirror and say, "I did a good job today."
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. It was, it was definitely a special moment uh, yesterday, and I think some people were really um, some some people were shocked. I think to to get their name called and and walk up, and and it was really really a neat moment. And it's then ridiculous. the 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 last part, I think, was was really cool. And it, and and let me just say this from the standpoint, I'm. I'm not a Carolina fan. I'm a Kentucky fan. Everybody knows that about me. I'm I'm very blunt about that. But man, what a cool moment to be able to go down through the locker room, go down to to the to the field and and go walk out onto that just incredible stadium with the logos and the Gamecocks logos and the and it was just a really really if you you know if you didn't feel that you know uh, it, and then nothing will nothing will nothing will get you there it was it was an amazing moment and uh, it was really neat we took some drone shots out there people got to get just just to be out on a, a field like that was just really a neat, <coughs> neat moment
1: it is it, you know I, I think that there was a lot of a lot of wide eyes you mm-hmm. know as we walked through the stadium and you know, as I walked in a locker room, there was a number of people on the phone with their loved ones being like, you're not going to believe where I am right now. Yeah. And a couple of people on FaceTime, mm-hmm. you know, people taking pictures of, of lockers of, yeah. you know, um, of of Spencer Rattler and, and Stone Blanton and, and some of these some of these players that we've been watching all season. Um, really kind of made it, made it real. And, and it was, it was just some, it was was a cool moment to be able to experience that with everybody and then then be able to be on the field and and take a couple of pictures. And Jamie, I just, I have to thank you and Taylor Austin and Mallory and Malik for being able to, to document that and capture that. I'm sure we'll see, you know, you've already seen lots of social media photos Mm -hmm. out there of of everybody. (laughs) So, um, you know, that's, that's a cool thing that, uh, that we'll be able to share for, um, you know, hey, look, look what your health is doing. Yeah. As a recruitment tool, as an appreciation tool. So, um, so, so, what, a, what a great day! Um, 2023 has been an instrumental year for this organization, mm-hmm. um, and it, it takes every person. Yeah. To be able to do that. Um, so, so I want I want to thank that. I want I want to thank every individual person for their efforts of making sure our patients have a high quality of care for supporting one another for, um, for, for being, for, for being tenacious in disrupting healthcare and, and knowing that there's improvement and betterment and, and not settling. And as Mm -hmm. we move into 2024, we have to keep that energy because we'll have some new things coming. We'll have social determinants of health, we'll have different metrics that we're um that we're held to we'll have you know new rules mm-hmm. so you know that that's that's part of that's part of the game yeah um so so i look forward to a uh finishing 2023 strong and uh, and rolling into a successful 2024
0: yep it's amazing it was it was uh yeah it was a it was a good uh, end for partners for 2023 it's hard to believe that was our last partners for 2023 but um it was it was an incredible day um just want to say well done to the, the are the people that planned that and prepared and spoke and, and, and i know will was a big part of getting that done and greg middleton um congrats yeah what a great job so it was a, it was a instrumental day into our future i believe
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's going to be a hard act to follow. Yes. Um, But we'll do it together.
0: Yeah, I I think the next one should be in Lexington at Rupp Arena. That would be my my choice if we could make that happen. Man,
1: this podcast is really going on quite long. jamie i hope people aren't turning it off when when they hear you say uh, lexington lexington's facilities are, are probably it, some of the best in in the country yeah, too yeah the beautiful campus yeah
0: but right. and we're not talking about lexington south carolina we're talking about lexington kentucky definitely those that yeah that wanted to know well cool matt well matt it's uh it's been a it's been a good week
1: thanks a it lot. has been yeah yeah thank you jamie
0: thanks for listening And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at experiencinghealthcare.com. If you would like to submit a question or potential topics for the podcast, send us an email at jmpreston at ltchs.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, the LTC University podcast, the Disrupted podcast with Scott Middleton and Living Practitioner podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.